Hello and welcome to Pull Yourself to Pieces, the podcast. Today, Ray, in the studio, we have a special guest with us. Who, he Bill? A- Who's with us, Bill? <laughs> we have a special guest with us, Ray. Oh, I'm so I- excited. <laughs> well, anyway, our uh, guest with us, Bill? is a former congressman in the House of Representatives. He is a Ooh. former radio talk show host. He was a 2020 Republican presidential candidate. He is Ooh. currently the host of a podcast called White Flag, which I'm looking forward to talk about. And he is the author of a book called F silence, um, just to name some of his many accomplishments. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pull Yourself to Pieces, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, it's great to be with you. I promise, Ray, I will watch my language. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's fine, Joe. It's all good. We're, we're all adults here, and, and our three listeners really don't mind if we curse <laughs> once in a while, so it's okay. We, ha- we haven't had any uh, con- any um, complaints yet. No, no. We, we haven't so. had any any comments. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody leaves a comment. We have no idea if we're making people happy, if we make them sad, <laughs> suicidal. We have, we have no idea. You're nobody making a difference, gets. period. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we brighten somebody's day. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, right. Joe, if I, if I can call you Joe. Um, yes. I, I, you know, I'm sure the burning question on everyone's mind at this point in time is, can you play guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Ray, you got to ask him if he, if his Maserati does this... 185. That's what you got. Oh. <laughs> oh, here's, <laughs> hey, hey, here's the thing, guys. I was actually the poorest member of Congress. If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me that, Right. I'd be rich. Hey, here's the funny thing, Ray. No, yeah. I, I like no. Joe Walsh's music. I, I yes. don't know how to play an instrument. Right. All right. <laughs> just just curious because, I mean, what, what, what would be the odds if two guys named Joe Walsh play guitar? I mean, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that would be phenomenal. So um, I'm a fan so of let's, his. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. The guy's incredible. Um, yeah. So, so you are the fifth of nine kids big old family yeah nine kids so uh, irish catholic i both man both irish, yeah <laughs> nine so, kids my mom and dad had yeah. sex nine times i was gonna say they they <laughs> probably was... didn't get out of the house much huh no <laughs> so, yeah. and obviously they were very much in love um so yeah, what what is that like growing up? I mean, you know, me, Billy, and our sister that we don't speak about. Uh, there was just three <laughs> of us, so I can't imagine having like six more kids floating around. Yeah, Joe, um, were you in the middle of those? That so, morning, so I was. Yeah, that's why I'm oh. screwed up. So I was <laughs> num- num- number five and nine, and also of the nine, seven of us are boys. Seven out of nine boys. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. It sucked growing up. Yeah, you, you didn't get enough of mom and dad. Uh, right. There, you, you'd be lucky if you ate every night. But <laughs> right, but yeah. now, as adults, it's cool having that many siblings. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah, and we're talking I'm about. Not gonna, I'm not going to paint a rosy picture. It was. It kind of sucked growing up. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Especially in Chicago, that must have been tough, right? Yes, and well. Yeah. I like to say I'm from Chicago, but I grew up in the in the suburbs, so I'm not a real Chicago guy. Ah, got you. Yeah, well, kind of like me and Billy, we grew up on Long Island, so you know we kind of grew yeah. up in the country, not yeah. so much you know Manhattan or Brooklyn. So, oh, even though we both oh, were yeah. born in Brooklyn, yeah, even though we were right. both born in Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah, what's but back then when you guys were born in Brooklyn, that was you were like on a farm in Brooklyn, right? Wasn't that like farm country? 
<laughs> so long ago. No, 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 it wasn't. No, we're not that old, Joe. Come on. Um, <laughs> actually, um, Joe, I think, is right in the middle of our ages, Ray. He's yeah. he's a couple years yeah. younger than you. He's just a couple years older than me. So it's like, right? Yeah. Hey, no. It's a cool time to be alive. Like, I always thought I wanted to be 30 or 40 for the rest of my life. I like I like this age. Yeah. Grow, growing old has actually been pretty good. I can't complain. I really can't. Um, and, um I, I could complain, but that's Billy a whole can complain. Show. He complains. Billy <laughs> complains a I've lot. I've been complaining for sixty years almost. So I'm uh, fifty-nine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be fifty-nine a, next a, week. On hey, a personal hey. note, yeah. um, uh, you share a birthday with my first wife. She was born on December twenty-seventh too, and she always complained about that because she never got any good presents because <laughs> all the all the presents came out on Christmas, and by the time two days passed and she was supposed to get her her birthday present, she always got skunked. Did Did you ever feel that way? I, I was forgotten every freaking year. Oh yeah. Jesus, Joe, that's too bad. That's no, every really year, bad. every year, that's, that's everybody forgot the birthday. And by the way, Ray, I'm sorry about uh, that. I share a birthday with your first wife. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. I don't. I don't hold it against you, brother. I don't hold it against you. <laughs> all right. So, so um, uh, this is interesting. In the mid '80s, you pursued an acting career, which um, very interesting, which is which is awesome because Billy's a filmmaker and he went to film school. Yeah. So you were part yeah. of the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. What what was that like? I loved it. I uh, I've always enjoyed being in front of people, uh, yeah. performing and or educating. I was also a teacher for a number of years. Uh, I just I so so I I studied acting for a while, but I I was lazy back then, so I huh. never really sunk my teeth into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the other thing about that is, uh, you know, your geographical where you are on the map is going to really decide whether or not you're going to make it in acting. If you're totally. not on the East Coast, or if you're not on the West Coast, and if you're not in some kind of major city, you're just going to be doing, you know, uh, dinner theater at that point. It's really going to be tough to break in and have a real a real career in film. But hey, kudos for giving it a shot. You know, not not everybody has the uh, the guts to get up. And do stuff like that. You know? It yeah. was fun to it was fun to learn the craft. Um, I also, and we're all kind of peers of. I mean, Chicago back then still is, but back then, man, a huge, great theater city. Sure. Oh right. yeah, right. Yep. Cranked Second out city. a lot of great yes. actors. Second yep. city, yep. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you were a social worker. Uh, that says a lot about your character. Um, not too Definitely. many people, not too many people go into that line of work. Um, well, Ray, so I've always been driven by money. I've always wanted to make a lot of money. So I thought, no, if I became, really? <laughs> yeah, that's why I got into social work. Um, Bad no. choice, buddy. I could have told you something else, but um, my, uh, yeah. my wife now, uh, my second wife, the love of my life. Uh, uh-huh. We were talking she must about be in this. The room. <laughs> no, she's, she's not. We were talking about this last night because some you guys know some guys are driven by money. I've never been driven by money. I wish I had that gene, but I've I've just always been driven by causes. Cause kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we, uh, yeah, same here. I, I'm a working sif. I've been working all my life. I work for myself. I've had a few businesses. Billy's. Um, Billy's um his career is um diverse at at, at best. Oh yeah. But True. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm on my we, third we, career. That's why cuz I'm like I I I've I never been motivated by money. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, you just you, you try and live comfortably. That's that's about that's about it. I'm so on my I, uh, I'm on my third or fourth career. I'm trying to be 
a, a conservative who hates Trump. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to find the job for that. It's not easy. <laughs> you're you're like trying to find Bigfoot, my friend. Um, <laughs> and you and you're not very popular with the conservatives, and that's obvious. And but you jump in the gun. So I just want to I want to say that. Um, so you were you were you were active in limiting government, which so I I've think always, is a great thing. Yeah. So, so look, I've I've and I got it from my mom. I've always loved politics. I've always loved policy. I've always wanted to make a difference. So I I got into teaching. I taught in the inner city in Chicago for a number of years, did a lot of social work. Uh, I, I went to the University of Chicago, got a master's in public policy because I wanted to I, w- I really wanted to study and figure out why uh, the urban poor is poor and how we can help white, black and brown folks get out of poverty. So yeah. I've and that's ki- that kind of drove everything I, I've done. And I've also just loved politics, too. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That, that's that's pretty cool. And that was before. Um, before 96, right? So, yeah, that was all before 96. Then I first ran for Congress in 96. I didn't have a shot. I mean, I lived in a really democratic area, but I ran against a guy who was at the time 87 years old. He'd been in Congress since 19, like the forties. Wow. And he never came back. The guy didn't even come back home and that just pissed me off. So I ran on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Term limits, baby. <laughs> term, yeah, absolutely. Term limits. Yeah, Hell yeah. It, you're Hell yeah. exactly right. This way, you're out with the deadwood, in with the new stuff. You know, we had so, fun, guys, in that campaign. Again, I didn't have a prayer, but this guy never came back home. So during the campaign, huh. we offered five thousand dollars to the first person who could see him in the district. <laughs> Just wow. physically see him. That is great. His doorman. We ended up giving a five thousand dollar check to his doorman. <laughs> I love that. That's oh that's that's pretty that's cool. That's, that's like story. winning a little lotto. Um, well, you you guys so, know, no matter what you do, you got to kind of try to have fun at it. Oh gosh, oh, yes, that's, that's, oh, that's yeah. how I live my life. Exactly. <laughs> that's how that's how I live my life. You right have fun okay. at it. <laughs> so, Tea Party member, what was that like? Booyah! Still, <laughs> still, Ray and Bill, I'm a proud yeah. Tea Partier. Look, I, exp- explain this to us. What what are, what are the key? <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, for, for those out there who don't know what the Tea Party stand for, yeah. fill us in. Yeah, and you know what? There's a problem with that too, Ray. Because not to make it really quick, is that there's a lot of misunderstanding and the media manipulating what tea party really was and how it was. You agree with me, Joe, on that? I mean, Uh, completely, which is why, because, because the movement, the tea party movement got me elected and I was a part of it. I'm writing a book on it because people on the left and the right, nobody really understands it. Yep. Basically to, to me, it was all about this. This is why I ran in 2010. The government's too damn big. Uh, we're bankrupting future generations. We were like 11 trillion in debt back then. And uh, we got to stop spending all this money and pay our bills. So that was kind of the driving impulse behind the Tea Party. There were some other pieces to it that weren't the prettiest, yeah. but but that was it. And that's what that's what caused me to run for Congress. And I went there pissed off at Republicans and Democrats for spending all this money and putting us in so much debt. 
I, I bravo. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, I Absolutely. could. You, I can't imagine anybody hearing what you just said and not agreeing with you. Doesn't no, make any Ray, sense. that's the problem. It's people don't see it. Even even as he yeah. explains it so so eloquently yeah. that way, it's yeah. some people just don't see it. They well, just, you, oh, you're right. They're going to think you're attacking certain something, or they're going to take away certain something that that they don't want to be changed or touched, or you know what I mean. You're right. Well, you're yeah. both you're both right because yeah. in in a nutshell, that's what it was. But to be fair, there were uglier aspects of the Tea Party that the media, sure. to be fair, is generally left of center except for yes, Fox News, true. and, and yes. they jumped on, they jumped on some of the uglier aspects I of the hate Tea that. Party. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Very so, true. um, so you were, uh, in the Illinois house of representatives between 2011 and 2013. Um, those were the Obama years. What was that like? <laughs> I felt, <laughs> yeah. So I was in Congress from, I got elected in 2010. I served two years and then I got redistricted out of my district. Um, uh, I felt, Ray, like every day I woke up, I grabbed my, I like to say I grabbed my musket. I grabbed my musket (laughs) and I went to war against Obama every day. But I also went to war against like John Boehner. Remember him every day? Oh, yes. He was my speaker. Yeah. I mean, it was exhausting. Every day it felt like I was just at war. Fighting people. Let me. I got to ask you this. I got to ask you this. Your problem with Obama was it Obama the man or was it Obama the the Democratic president? Uh, My problem with Obama was generally his policies. But I've admitted publicly that there were times I went over my skis and attacked him personally, Hmm. and and I've I've genuinely apologized for any of that stuff. Well, we're going to we're going to get to that later. We're going to string you up on the cross later. But for right now, (laughs) it was and I I deserve to be strung up. But, yes, it was generally the policies of him. Okay, look, uh, look, here's the thing about here's the thing about politics. Right. There there are there are polar opposites that people are not going to agree on no matter what. And we all know what they are. They're they're guns, abortion immigration, social services, um, um, yeah. s- separation of church and state. There's a number of things that we're no, no matter what, we're never going to agree on. And sometimes yeah. there's just no middle ground. And you either have to, you, you either have to have an open mind and say, look, I can, I can live with this the way it is. I can't live with this. And here's the thing. We all have to coexist. And that's the problem. It's, it's people aren't willing to coexist anymore because these things are so polarized and uh, I didn't get involved in politics in two th- until 2008. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what GOP stood for. I knew nothing <laughs> wow. because it didn't influence on my life. I had, I owned my own business. I didn't care about politics. Yeah. Who was running for president? I don't care. I didn't vote. And right. then I was one of those people that got woke, but, and, and then, and then I was able to figure out, Oh, Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a liberal, but I also have some conservative views on certain things. So, I'm, you know, you, you kind of pick and choose your fights at some point. Uh, that's just me personally. Uh, uh, Ray, spot on and spot on. And one thing I'll say about Obama, when I went to Congress in 2010, I was the angry young man and I was at war, war, war every day. And I went yeah. after Obama every day. Yeah. Ten years, 11 years later, um, 
Obama, you know, to his credit, he wasn't he wasn't a socialist and he wasn't nearly as left wing as a lot of us said back then. Agree. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, he needed he needed to prove himself. And I think he did. You know, you know, we needed to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think he did. Um, And by the way, a great man. And I I, I didn't say that 10 years ago. A good man. Sure. Sure. He see, he's always seemed, well, I mean, at least on the, you know, what you see him, the public view that we see of him, he seemed like level-headed, which, which, right, after the last several yeah. years we've had now, a level-headed president just, you know. It was seems, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It was wonderful. Yeah, level-headed. Yeah, but the one thing about Obama, and I'll say this if I, and I would say this respectfully to his face if I were sitting with him, is the Democrats got a problem, guys. Yeah, the Republican Party sucks and Trump sucks and and, and they are a threat to the country. I get all of that. But the Democrats are becoming like this elite kind of woke party and working class people. Are, are really turned off. And, yep. and Hillary, Hillary's smart and Hillary should have beaten Trump, but Hillary doesn't know how to talk to regular folk. Obama never yep. knew how to connect to regular folk. You know who did? Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, that's 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 very that's true. A very good point. Yeah, that's very true. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, Bubba. they loved him. Yeah. They called him Bubba. <laughs> Yeah, but but look, Hillary was also demonized by the press for years. I mean, they she just she just didn't seem likable, and the press jumped on that and painted her as this this horrible person. Now, I obviously I don't know her, I don't know her in person, but I I kind of had to weigh that between all the years she spent, you know, doing good for a less fortunate people, and so that that kind of balanced it out for me when it came to her. You know, all this crap on the all this crap that. The liberal media was talking about her and pushing about it. And then you look at her record of how she's been a public servant for decades. And you wonder, well, you know, how do you find middle ground here with this woman? So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, Hillary is brilliant and she's a policy person. And uh, she, she would have been a better president than a candidate for president. She did not like to be a candidate. When you're a candidate, guys, and I've done a lot of it, you got to yeah. be you got to be rolling up your sleeves and drinking a yeah. beer and hanging out with peeps. And yeah. And, yeah. and you really got to right. love people. And, and yeah. Hillary never did. Yeah, she assumed she assumed way too much. Yeah. You know, yeah, she assumed way too much. Joe, it must have been. I mean, you know. When you were in Congress, first of all, uh, those term limits, you know, two years, right? And then you have to, yeah. uh, that's really not much time, is it? They really don't, you know. To do much. No, it's really what? not. And then, and then you also got to, you got to recampaign, right, for the next time. So, I mean, I feel like you guys don't get enough time in uh In, in that, you're right, in the yeah. House, in yeah. the House, two-year terms. So the minute you get elected, you're like raising money the next day for your yeah. next election. Wow. Wow. And yeah, then you had the the uh, you said it, it was your your, your district was re, re um yeah district every yeah. ten years yeah so yeah so so yeah so then after I won redistricting came along and <laughs> uh, both <laughs> the, Repub- the both the Republicans and Democrats in Illinois got together and pretty much drew me out of the district because they both hated me so oh, I boy. I uh, yeah. yeah I didn't have a chance. You didn't have a chance. Yeah, you were sabotaged. 
None. But yet, but yet you've got you've you've got some interesting things here. You were um you were a balanced budget amendment was something you were following no. and something you no. were pushing. Yeah. Balanced no. budget. I that's a wonderful thing. So the first uh, the, yeah, really. so proud. The first two things I did in Congress was I introduced two bills. One was a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution, and the second one was a term limits amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. I, I just I couldn't find enough people in Congress to go along with me. <laughs> I, I, I could see the first one not being a problem with everybody, but obviously the second one was those guys didn't want to give up their positions. Not at they, all. They, they knew what they had, and they also knew how easily they could be bought. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the politicians today, they're bought and paid for by special interests. I mean, it's obvious. It, it, obvi- it has to be obvious. On both sides um, and on all sides. On, on oh, both sure. sides. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I, at first, I didn't believe that that the, the Democrats could be uh, capable of this, but guess what? You know, I, I don't. I think greed does cross party line party lines. Yeah. And sure. uh, I I can see if you're trying to make one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year for being you know in in house, and all of a sudden somebody offers you a couple of mil just to look the other way or vote the way we want you to vote. Oh, gee, gee, I'm going to weigh what I want to do here at this point, whether or not I'm going to be uh, a, a voice of the people or I'm going to be the voice of a special interest group. Well, and so, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. So you get there like I got there. And on day one, you're pretty much told how it works. And and your leadership in your party, Boehner and the rest of them, they sit you down and they say, you got to play ball. You got to go along wow, with our team. Really? And if you go along with our team, we'll open up all this lobby money to you. And then, oh you, my God. And then you got to be wined and dined by the lobbyists. Because remember, the whole point is you want to keep the gig. You want to stay there. Wow. So to stay there, you got to suck. You got to do what your leaders tell you yeah. and what the lobbyists tell you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Joe. We appreciate yeah, you coming out with Absolutely. that because that's that's wow. something that's never said. I mean, seriously, nobody ever says that. I and was never very good. At, I was never very good at that. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate that very much. No, but it's true. It's true. And the reason it's true is, again, it's a cool job to be a congressman, man. You're it, it's a head. Oh, trip. yeah. And you, th- oh, I, you you think like you're really important. You don't want to lose that, so you'll right, suck yeah, up right. to the moneyed people to stay yeah. there. Right. Uh, well, plus plus you've got peer pressure at that point too. You're in a club here, and all of a sudden they're pointing fingers and say you have to do what we do, and otherwise you're going to turn out like Serpico, you know, uh, Frank Serpico, and you're going to be bucking <laughs> the system, and somebody's going to let you get shot in the face. And obviously you have to play that game to sit on that chair for as long as you want. So I get it. It must hey, be Ray, tough. Hey Ray. I love that reference. I watched Serpico for like the second time in my life two weeks ago. What a oh, great wow. movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, right? my God. Amazing. Yeah. But that's it. But that's it. So at that time, Boehner and the Republicans, they sit you down and they say, you're part of our team. You need to play ball with us. And Pelosi and the Democrats do the same. Sure. And if yeah. you want right. to be a, if you want to be a good soldier, you fall in line. I didn't fall in yeah. line. Right. Yep. You 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 know you you banged your own drum there, Joe. That's um I give you credit for that. Um what I don't understand is why you would deny the possibility of climate change. What 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 possessed you to think that 
that's not a real thing caused by man. Well, I'm just curious. Yeah, no. Uh, and by the way, great, great question. And that is uh, that is a an issue that I've kind of gotten up to speed on the last four or five years. But to answer your question, I think it's complicated. I played the political game that Republicans play uh, too much back then and sure. just deny it, deny it, deny it. Right. Look, sure. here's what I think, Ray. The universe is 13 billion years old. This planet we're on right now is 4.5 billion years old. I think there's so freaking much we don't, there's been, the climate's been changing for 4.5 billion years. Having said all of that, has man contributed to this latest period we're going through? Yes. And so we got to find reasonable solutions. But but I, I've only gotten there in the last four or five years talking to different people. I I, I totally get that. I mean, I totally get that because when you first hear about it, it kind of doesn't make sense how we've, we people, men, women have caused this much of a change. Yeah, you, think, yeah. you think, how could we be possible? How is this possible? But if you think that we've been burning fossil fuels for over, well over 100 years now, and it's global, it's worldwide, that, yeah, it's a real change, good pos- possibility that we're responsible for climate change. Or also how me- the fact that how much you know, the population of the world has grown, even in just our lifetime, guys. That's true. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah. we're pushing up to what, almost 8 billion getting coming on now? Yeah. yeah. And I remember when, when we were all young, the number was like maybe like yeah. 4 billion, 5 billion, right? Something like but, that. Yeah. I mean, but tremendous yeah. growth. Balance yeah. everything you guys are saying, and, I, and, and, the, and it's legit what man has done with the fact that there are, there are really – humongous uh, climate and planet factors at play here as well. I mean, yes, it, w- yes. when the dinosaurs roamed the planet, the earth was way hotter than it is now, not even close. There's just, there's these billion, million some year cycles we go through that, yeah. that we don't understand enough about as well. Um, but yeah, as humans, yeah. we're responsible. We should do something about it. Agree. I totally agree. All right. So um, you uh, became a talk radio host, and at the time, you were a strong supporter of Mr. Trump. And No. No, he started. Time, you're a little bit off, Ray, because he started in 2013 oh. before Trump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yes. no, but, no right. but Ray, you're close. But yeah, so I, I left Congress. Uh, I got redistricted out of my district. I went on the radio and uh, pretty quickly I found myself on the radio all over the country because I'm a conservative and I'm speaking my stuff, the stuff I believe in. Um, And and I was on I was on a path to become the next big thing in conservative talk radio. And then Trump comes along now on Trump in 16. I voted for him. Uh, He blocked me on Twitter back then because I would criticize him. I didn't, I didn't love the guy. I didn't like him, but he wasn't Hillary. Uh, I figured he's a goof. Uh, maybe he'll play a lot of golf and maybe a couple good things might happen. Interesting. I could see that thinking. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. I screwed up, guys. I didn't pay enough attention to what, an ho- what a horrible, evil guy he was back then. That's on yeah. me. Well, even like yeah. you say, Joe, I mean, anyone could yeah. could go and like separate the man from who's going to become now the president. Right. And I guess, you know, it doesn't have to be a nice guy to do a good job of the president. But but yeah. but <laughs> hit me. Look, man, hit string me up because 
I deserve to get popped. I, I, I'm, I'm on 200 stations all over the country back in 2016. I should have done better due diligence. I really, I kind of laughed at Trump. I didn't pay enough attention to things about him. And Mm -hmm. if I had, I regret that. I would have voted for Hillary you know, at the time. You know what might have been different, Joe, if you'd grown up in New York like Billy and I did, because we were privy to we were privy to his his bullshit, you know, in, in the early eighties. We knew he was full of shit back then and we didn't pay him any attention. No, but because again, we always that, felt I, I know about you, Ray, but I always felt that Trump was this guy, was all about himself, but he was like harmless, you know, you know what I mean? Like Yes, right, yes, harmless. That's yeah. what we thought. A, a harmless you know, idiot. That's what we thought. Well, yep. you know. That's what I thought. Hey, here's here's the other thing that that why I why I supported Trump in 16. I understood why people supported him. The people who supported Trump were my people. They were the same people who supported me. They were the same people listening to me on the radio every day. And at the time, they wanted a disruptor. I wanted a disruptor. I think our political system sucks. I think both parties Agreed. suck. Agreed, Trump, yeah. When Trump said stuff like, I'm going to burn it down and shake it up and blow it up and all of that, I understood that and I kind of wanted some of that. Yeah, now, but he, 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 did. he turned out to be evil. Well, he never offered a, a viable solution. You know, I'm going to I'm going to burn it up and turn it up. But what are you going to do instead? Which it never it, we never we never found out because it was all bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Of yeah. course it was. It was playing to the base. He was just a demagogue. Yeah, playing to the base. But uh, but he he knew where the base was, uh, and and all these other people, like all the other Republicans, like Jeb and Marco Ruby, and all these other twits. Yep. They didn't. Yep. They didn't know how pissed off the base was. Trump. No. Right. You know, somebody told Trump how pissed off the Republican base was. And right away, man, he tapped into it. He said, I'm going to build a wall and keep black and brown people out. And they went crazy with that. They loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which to me doesn't make any sense because I can't imagine any white person looking at some field and going, yeah, I want to do that for a living. I want to go out there and pick uh, whatever it is that they're picking for, um, you know, for $2 a day. I mean, I don't understand. I, I never understood immigration. Uh, I, I do think. All right. I do think we need to secure our borders. And if you want to immigrate to this country, you need to go through channels. You need to do what everybody yeah, else does absolutely. to get in here. OK, our, our, our some of our relatives came through Ellis Island and, you know, you had to have your papers and the whole yeah. thing. And that's how it was. And that's and that's the way every single immigrant immigrant that tries to get into this country needs to follow the same pattern. We don't just open the gates and say, oh, yes, come on in, shake your hand. And all of a sudden we start handing you these social services. That's wrong. If that's you want totally to come wrong. here, if you want to come here, God bless you. But you have to come here legally. Period. Thank and, you. I mean, what, why is this so hard to understand? Yeah, I don't what? understand why that's even a debate, right? I, we know it is, right. but it's like, right? It, it, again, yeah. it's another one of those polar opposite debates that um, that we're, we're having, and we shouldn't be having this. It should well, be because you do. This is bad on the Democrats. They need to wake up to this yep. because the Democrats yeah. have never understood how regular people agree with what you and I just said. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure this out. All right. It's like, guys, it's like it's like crime. 
uh, I know, I know you and I know the Democrats never really wanted to defund the police, but a few people on the left have said that, uh, you know, starting a couple of years ago and the right. Democrats got tagged with it. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't defund the police. First of all, yeah. we need, we need a police force. We need a better police force. We need to weed out the police yes. officers that have their own agenda and that f- follow the ideals of white supremacists. We need to get rid of those people. We need we need more middle of the road people that know how to handle the public. And yeah, defund the police. No, it, it's ridiculous to, to even say those words. Right, but, but you yeah. know, you're, you're right, Ray. But politically. A few, oh. a, a few leftist members of Congress have said that, and right. you know, and then that's how the world works. Then it's on well, social media, and away you, you go. You know what? I, you know what? I, I, I connect that with something you say when you're really, really angry. You know, yeah. yeah. The the last drawer is the last black person that gunned down, and then you come out and say we need to defund the police. It's said out of anger. There's there's no rationale behind it. Nobody's really thought about it. It's just something you say when you're pissed off. And guess what? It's a catchphrase that just gained wings and took off. And you're right. The 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 the, the Democrats need to do something about that and and specify that's not what we meant. Bingo. We Democrats meant, need yeah. the Democrats. Democrats yes. and Biden, they need to push back against that. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree. 100%. Agree. So, will they? Who knows? <laughs> this is Bill, and you're listening to Pull Yourself to Pieces, the podcast, hosted on Anchor. You never heard of Anchor? Anchor by Spotify is a podcast host platform, and it's an easy way to make a podcast. We picked Anchor because they have everything we needed all in one place. You can record and edit a podcast from your computer or even right from your phone. Then you can have your podcast distributed easily to multiple platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and much more. And did I mention it's free? That's right. Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mr. Walsh, you have been quite outspoken. Oh, shut up. I followed you. <laughs> I've I've followed you on Twitter before you let's say came over to the um to the light when you were still part of the <laughs> still part of the dark side there when you were um yeah, yeah. you were you said uh, on on August 8th 2012 you made some comments about the dangers of radical Islam and you suggested that the danger was in nearby towns and that Muslims are trying to kill Americans every day. Now, you want to hear something funny? I agree with most of that. (laughs) 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 I I read it and I read it again and I read it again and I'm like, wait a minute. I get the first part. I don't get the middle, but I get the last part. Um, To say that they're in nearby towns, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen too many Muslim people here in central Virginia where I live. But yes, there is a, a big danger of radical Islam. And yes, I think that some Muslims are trying to kill Americans every week. But they give you shit for that. Well, um, but, just for- but yeah, that's an example of something I said uh, where I got a little too provocative and I got sure. over my skis. Um, sure. When I got elected, guys, when I got elected, man, I mean, the, the, back in 2010, we forget about it. I mean, the single greatest terrorist threat in the country was just that radical yeah. Islamist uh, getting radicalized here and then committing acts of terror. So it, everybody sure. was concerned about it. 
And I and and generally, I I I I said and tweeted proper stuff about it. But there were plenty of times where I got a little too excited and said yeah. some extreme stuff. Yeah, and you know, I I get it. You know, you want to you 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 have something you want to say, and it's eaten at you, and you got to get it out there, and you just say it. And I applaud that because I'm the same way. I have very little filter, and sometimes I just yes. say what's on my mind, and you know, just consequences be. But you know what's? Hey, by the way, Ray. You know what's funny about that, Ray? You would make a lousy politician. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, you you know it. Because <laughs> because like because like I made a lousy politician because politicians have to have filters. Yeah, yeah, right. And I have no filter. You and I um, just say what we think. Yeah, exactly. I, it's exactly right. I have too much um, of a filter. You, uh, yeah, Billy's very <laughs> reserved. Um, <laughs> All right. So in June 19th, 2014, you were removed from your radio show for apparently using racial slurs. And I get it. What you did was you used racial slurs in context. You actually didn't come out and use them as a derogatory term to call people those names. But, you know, it's just amazing how it's just amazing how the media likes to twist shit around and make it sound like that you came out and you were saying some bad words. No, Ray. And that was my favorite radio show I ever did because I was trying to make a serious point. You guys remember that was like back in 14. uh, There was a big movement back then to change the name of the Washington Redskins. And I remember there were actually hearings up on Capitol Hill and, and that day, all these people who said we should change the name of Redskins, they said Redskins is the new N-word. They kept saying that. So I went on the radio that night and I said, well, this kind of sounds like bull. Redskins is the new N-word? Here I am on the radio. I'm going to say the word Redskins. And look, I'm not in trouble. But if I say, and, and I actually said the N-word out loud on the sure. radio. Right. Well, I, I got dumped and my general manager came into my studio. Wow. So I kept trying to make this point because there were certain like I could say certain words making fun of certain groups, but sure. I couldn't <laughs> say other words. Yeah, and and right. so I, I was trying to make a serious point and to make it, I had to say that word. I eventually got sent home. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I totally get it. And look, here's the other thing. Uh, you and I and Billy grew up in a time where these slurs, I wouldn't even call them slurs because um, we, when we were growing up, we didn't think of them as slurs. They were just nicknames. To us, they were nicknames, okay? And that's what you just called another member of another, another race. I, I didn't... I didn't I, I'm a dirty Mick. You're a dirty Wop. I mean, we got yeah, wops, I mean, right? yeah, we're Wops. We're grease balls. Uh, yeah, there were the mix. There were the kikes. There yeah. were the the it, it, yeah. Oh gosh, we had these names for each other, but I never said them thinking that I'm being derogatory here. No, and I never heard them used in that fashion. It's only as the years have progressed that we've attached this negative connotation to these words. Where to me they were just nicknames. They were just nicknames to me. They didn't, they didn't have much meaning. Well, anyway. you're 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 right. And look, Redskins is not equivalent to the N word. Look at Hell me, no. Ray. I'm, I'm not even saying the N word, the literal word on your podcast. So yeah. we all have to acknowledge there's something different and unique about that word 
That's why we can't say it. Um, Absolutely. And and but but and and really, you can't you even if you're just talking about that word right now. If you're a white guy, you can't say that word. Now, I, no, I don't right. agree with that, by the way, Ray. I think that's bull. But careers are ruined if somebody says that word out loud. Sure. Yeah. 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 Without permission. I, I think you absolutely need some kind of permission. Like, you've got to um, write to the NAACP and say, can I say this word? And they're like, no, 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 you can't say that. <laughs> but, yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right. Let's move on. January 14, 2015. Well, following the Charlie Hebdo shooting, yeah, you you claimed you called for Islamists to be beheaded. No, I'm sorry, to behead reporters <laughs> on CNN and MSNBC. Again, you must have been really pissed off. Um, so, <laughs> for for um, uh, to refer you referred to them as appeasing cowards for not airing the cartoons published by the French magazine. Wow. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what to say or have an opinion when that first happened, but I thought that if a simple cartoon of some whack, whacked out person is going to cause people to be killed or on a hit list, this is not good. So This one, uh, it, Ray, no, Ray. Go. This yours. One, Tell us what happened. This one freaking pissed me off. I so, bet. So Islamic terrorists, you remember, killed yes. a bunch of people at that uh, satirical magazine, Charlie Hebdo yep. in France, because yep. they had the courage to, to, to print cartoons of Muhammad. Right. right. And in covering the story here in America, CNN and all the other networks, when they covered the story, they purposely did not show the cartoons that these people had the courage in France to show. And I just thought it was so freaking hip, hypocritical. Sure. And yeah, so I I, I, I I remember going on CNN. I got in a lot of trouble with CNN back then. Yeah. I said, cut it out. You're appeasing yeah. these people. Have yeah. the courage. And, and by the way, if, if, if the terrorists come here, you're going to be first in line. Uh, you can't appease this stuff. Have courage. But I got in trouble for that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, you're, you're passionate about what you think and what you believe. And you know what? It's it's hard to find people that passionate. Most people just shrug it off and say, oh, well, that's the way it is. And, and never squeak a word. So uh, thank you. Um, I just want to say on a personal note, until you did make this turnaround, uh, it, it was me uh, leaving you very nasty tweets in the very beginning. Um <laughs> I am I am guilty of this very much. I would read what you said, and I'm like, that son of a bitch, and I would write something nasty back. And then the strangest thing happened. Two years into Trump, you started tweeting these amazing things, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a trap? Is he trying to get... That's what I thought. I thought it was a trap. I'm like, I'm not falling for this. So I'd read another one of yours, and another one, another one. And all of a sudden, your your authenticity just came through, and I thought, wow, Here's a guy that's done a complete turnaround. I said I have to give him credit, and from that point on, I would, I would, I was following you, and I would tweet after you. Wow, <laughs> I was like, wow, Joe Walsh has really come over to our side, and we get, need to give him credit and follow him. So I just want to say, you you won me over when you um when you started attacking the large orange turd, as I like to call him. <laughs> um, so well, congratulations it- on that. It uh, 
and look, one day when the three of us get together with some booze, uh, yes. we'll have yes. a lengthier conversation. But look, I, I knew once Trump won in 2016, I turned to my wife and I said, my career is probably over because I knew that I was eventually going to publicly oppose him. Because when I started to pay attention to him, I didn't like what he was saying and he was lying all the time. And and I just knew it wasn't going to end up good for me, polit- uh, yeah. career-wise. So right. I started to criticize Trump more and more after he got elected. I started to lose friends, supporters. I started to lose my radio show. I started sure. to lose everything, but I said, screw it. I'm going to say what I believe. Um, and then eventually I ended up primarying Donald Trump. But no, I couldn't live with myself, guys, if I if I uh, if I became a Trump mega head. I just couldn't yeah, live with myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that a lot says of a lot about that says a lot about your character. Yeah, I mean, it really does. And and you, and, um, and you lost the show ultimately from that. I lost yeah. my radio show. I lost pretty much any chance to ever run in the Republican Party again. I pretty much lost everything. Yeah. So All right, well Billy's oh, going to take hey, hey, Billy's going to lose everything. Gonna I'm here with you no, two. That's right. Yes, and we, and we're amazed. Um, <laughs> we we can't get anybody on this show. Um, we had bad Brad Berkwit on here a couple of, and he was he was amazing. He's he's cool. an amazing guy. He was. Cool. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Bill because he's gonna take us up to speed on where we are now. So well, hand, it's, it's, Bill. It's just because, you know, now we're looking at about, you know, the point where whatever, 2019 or so, and um, I was made aware that uh, you had run for uh, pr- presidential race yeah. in uh, your decision was in 2019 to d- decide to do that. I uh, it was the last week in August or the first week in September. I went on with George Stephanopoulos on ABC and I announced I'm going to challenge Trump for the Republican nomination. Yeah. And what a crazy thing to do. <laughs> hey, and by the way, guys, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I, uh, I wrote really? an op-ed in the New York times about four months before that. And I pleaded with like Mitt Romney or John Kasich, somebody have the balls to challenge Trump in the Republican party. But nobody would. So I said, screw it. I'm going to do it knowing that I didn't have much of a chance. Now, you wrote a book. Um, I'll save the title right now is F Silence. OK, um, yeah, and it's pretty much I've started to read a, a, a big chunk of the book about uh, uh, probably at least half of the book so far. And it's a very interesting read, by the way. And now this book comes out in 2020. So yeah. was the thought of this book uh, in, in, you know, in your mind when you were, uh, were you planning that run of possible running in, um, or, did, or was this the, the book more of an outcome of uh, things didn't go so well in that running and you, it was a small turnout and you decided to write the book or was so, it kind of concurrent? That's a, that's a great question. That's a, that's a question like nobody's asked me before. <laughs> so I started, to, I started to plan and develop the book early, mid that summer uh, because I was incensed with what a lawless criminal dictator this guy was. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I got a lot of flaws, but I love America and I love democracy and I love our constitution. And this guy was abusing our constitution every day. So I started to plot out and write the book early midsummer. 
And then on a separate track, again, I didn't think I was going to run for president. I thought I could get somebody to step up. Nobody did. So I ran. And then about a month into that campaign, in fact, about three weeks after I got in, Trump and the Republican Party canceled, literally canceled 22 primaries all over the country. Right. So at that point, I thought, oh, my God, this sucks. I have no prayer. Right. So I began to I kept campaigning right through the Iowa caucuses uh, and then finished the book shortly thereafter. And it came out uh, that spring. You know, it it, doesn't it almost seem like it's it's legal, right? I mean, it's legal to do that. The cancer. Wow. It's just. Yeah. 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 Like you, you couldn't you couldn't cancel a general election, but each party runs their primaries. So yeah. the Republican Party in Minnesota said, we don't want anybody challenging our dear leader. We just won't have an election. And that's what they did in 22 states. Look, I've called the party. I, I went on CNN when I got out of the uh, presidential race in February of 20. I went on CNN and I said, I'm formally leaving the Republican Party. That was two years ago. Yeah. And I said, it's because it's a cult. And yeah. I don't want to belong to a cult. Right. I mean, yeah. that's they literally canceled elections to protect their cult leader. Right. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't change your conservative opinions. You didn't change your um, your opinions on certain policies. But the Republican Party has has changed so much that you find yourself and you call yourself an independent. And you, and you still to this day is now considering yourself independent. I'm still kind of, uh, yeah, I'm homeless. I'm still hanging out there in, in independent land. I'm, yeah. I'm not a Republican. I don't think I'll ever be again. Yeah. A lot of people have asked me, guys, no, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, to join the Democratic Party. I think I'm probably too conservative for the Democrats. So I, I, I don't really have a home right now. I can understand that. How, how I, would you, I'm, I'm curious, how would you, how, in what ways are you conservative? I'm just curious. That's a great question. Um, I'm very pro-gun, very pro-Second Amendment. I am pro-life. I, I, I back up. You're going too fast. All right. So let's go back. <laughs> let's, let's start with you, you, you're going too fast for my little brain. Listen. All right. So pro-gun. Um, you're for the Second Amendment. Very pro-Second Amendment. Yeah. All right. What's, what's your stand on assault rifles? Do you think they should be banned or you think anybody can just walk into a Walmart and grab one? I think there's, I, I love you, my good friend. I mean that. I, I don't think there's any, I think every gun is an assault weapon. A, any gun you use, you can use for good or bad. So I, 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 I don't, I don't buy that whole assault weapon crap. Um, uh, Interesting. Uh, mo- most, most guns right now, and you, you guys probably know this, even handguns are semi-automatic. So I have one. I have a Glock. I have a Glock 17. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and, and when we talk about like I got an AR-15 too, it, 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 they're all they're semi-automatic, short or long. They're all the same thing. They can be used for good or bad. So I'm, I'm not big on banning certain guns. Interesting. But I am big, Ray, where you and I maybe could find some common ground is, look, I, I, I think... We got to do whatever we can to make sure somebody who shouldn't have a gun doesn't have a gun. And, Absolutely. And I'm all Absolutely. about like I'm all about like universal background checks. Hell yeah. Oh Agreed. my gosh. You would you you would be shouldn't amazed be at how, <laughs> you would be amazed, Joe, how easy it was for me to get a gun permit. It was ridiculously easy. Wait, 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 I wait. Mean, what what state? 
Virginia. I mean, yeah. the questions that they asked me, I could have lied on every single question. Uh, no, but I told the truth. And they gave, you know, 30 minutes later, a quick background check, and I have a gun permit. And now, I see, just was a. I don't have a problem with that, Ray. But when you walk in in Virginia to buy a gun, I don't think it should be a super complicated process, but your name, Ray, should be tied into every other data um, uh, list we've got. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. that you know, DHS has and law right. enforcement and, and whether you, uh, you know, uh, went after your ex-wife or all these things. I, you know, and, absolutely. And, I, I completely agree. And those red agree. flags need to come up instantly. Right. And stop that sale and stop that, that license from being issued. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We've agreed on that. All right. What's the next thing? What makes you a conservative? Um, well, forget about abortion because every abortion can never be solved. So I am pro-life, but I, I don't even want to talk about that one. Sure. Um, all right. Free all, all this bull crap about. Fr- Look, I believe in limited government. I don't believe in a lot of government. Oh, I think bravo. I think you 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 go to college and you and in, you incur like two hundred grand in student loans. I'm sorry. I love you. You got to pay those back. I don't believe in free college tuition. I don't believe in forgiving people student loans. I'd love my mortgage forgiven. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I don't. Look, you know, you look, teachers go to school. They pay to get that teaching certificate. They teach students. Students go there to learn so they can get a good job. Why should that be free? I'm sorry. I don't think I, I look as it is social services. And what I mean by that is we all pay into first grade through 12. That's why kids can go to school for free. It comes out of our taxes. But look, if you want to move further from that and you decide to go to college, I don't care if it's for two years or four years, community college or Harvard, right? You should have to pay. It shouldn't be free. Granted, I don't think it should cost I don't think it should be as astronomical as it is, but I think it should be affordable. And yes, you should have to pay. And by the way, Ray, by the way, not everybody needs to go to college. Like you, we're all the same age. We're like, everybody was like, it was the thing you had to do. You, you don't have to go to college to pursue your dreams and have a great life. I didn't go to college. I went right to work. Bingo. I, I went right to work. Billy went to college for two years, yep. and that was that for him. Yep. Um, our sister didn't go to college. Um, very few people I went to school with, you know, in Brentwood, Long Island, when I graduated in 76, went off to college. It was not something that everybody thought to do. It was just, it well, was the decision you made. A few years later, it became a lot more popular during my time. So, I, you know, I, yeah. I just. Here's yeah. the, here's the, Ray, here's the issue. Uh, <laughs> we have problems in this country. Democrats tend to look toward government, especially the federal government, in a big way to solve those problems. That's not my philosophy. I general, I believe in government, but I, I don't want government doing things that all the rest of us can do. So I vote okay. against a lot of big government programs that Democrats like. I, I get it. And I agree. I, I like government out of a lot of our lives. Uh, you sound also, more conservative than me. <laughs> again, like I said, I am a liberal with some very conservative um, views. Like I am all for um, saying goodbye to welfare. I don't think welfare should be a thing anymore. I think it needs to be abandoned. I don't think there should be such a thing as welfare. I do think, though, we still need Social Security for those of us that don't have a retirement plan. And if look, here's the thing. I've been paying into that since I'm 12. Yeah, uh, right, right. And I don't want to take it away because that's my money. 
you know, that's money that I've put away for it. Look at it. And I don't yeah. want it taken away. Hey, and Ray, I don't you, know pull- what, you know what you are? You and I are probably a lot alike. I think I would, what- bet, I would bet that socially you're really liberal and open-minded and tolerant. Like anybody can marry anybody. I don't care. You yep. can identify whatever you want. There you do. go. But, yep. but but fiscally and economically, you might be a little more conservative. I make I money. Am. Don't overtax I me. I am. Exactly right. I, I am. I am fiscally conservative. Absolutely. Look at that. Um, we're brothers. I, Billy, we're see? all, the three of us are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously, um, I, the, uh, when it comes to the abortion thing, I just have a, I, my, my credo has always been as a man, I just can't tell a woman what she can do with her body. You know, if you want to get into the physio, uh, if you want to get into, you know, the discussion about it, you, we can go around and for hours on this. Yeah. But it's 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 either or, okay? And there's no middle ground with this abortion None. issue. It's None. either it's None. either or. There's None. there's no way you can compromise on this. You can't you can't have a half a kid. You know, no, you can't exactly. pull like half a child out and go, well, we she only gave birth to half. So right. so we won't even talk about that one again. It's a it's a matter of personal you know, what your personal preferences are. But yeah, uh, I am, I'm, and here's the other thing. Uh, this idea that healthcare is a right. No. Yes. Everybody has a right to healthcare, but there's no way healthcare should be free. I don't believe in free healthcare. I believe you should be able to pay for it, but you should be able to pay for it. It shouldn't huh. be through the roof. Okay. And if for some reason somebody comes up with this great idea on how to collect a large amount of money from everybody, but not a lot, I mean, a little, like everybody puts in just yeah. a little bit and we have this big fund that's going to pay, help pay for, uh, you know, your, your, your knee replacement or your hip replacement. That's wonderful. But free healthcare, I don't believe in it. Um, I don't think it's a I, I don't I don't see it. I think you have to pay something, but it shouldn't be the type of thing where it bankrupts you if you go in to have sure. a spleen removed. It doesn't help, um, though, that the cost of medical services, you know, are, it's through the roof. It's, it's past the roof. It's through the roof. <laughs> it's blew the roof yeah. off. It's, and, it's, <laughs> most people can't afford to get sick. No. And, and I'm somehow, one of them. somehow we got to get back to a place where government should help take care of those people who can't take care of themselves. But the the rest of us gotta be responsible for our own lives, and well we've said. just yeah, we've thank moved, you. Yeah, we've moved into a place where government's taking care of people that, like you're right, Ray. I go, we we should treat healthcare like we do auto insurance. When I go put gas in my car or change the oil or get new tires, I I don't use automobile insurance. Insurance health health insurance should be used. For like catastrophic situations. Bingo. There you have it. That's it. That's it. That's exactly right. Wow. That's, that's well, it's, this is I a really boring conversation because we agree on everything. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, let's um, let's get back to uh, some of the points. Um, like I said, I've been reading. reading How are we book, doing uh, on time? How are you doing on time, Joe? Oh, it's, it's, hang with us I will give you no more than 15 more minutes. OK. OK. All right. Very good. Um, we uh, we were talking about your book and um, I've. Uh, some things that have stuck out and what I've read so far, really yeah. interesting how you talked about um, the, the, the term you used alternative facts. Ray, I've, I, 
I've had this problem for a long time with, with you've had lots of problems for a long time, (laughs) but listen, keeping up with the, the rapid fire media and the news that comes through. Right. Yeah. Right. It's hard to, to keep up with it. So then it becomes hard to remember what's happened and what, Oh yes. And what you've already forgotten. Yeah. You know, right. And I think you mentioned it also too, Joe, there was, there's such this, like on a daily basis, there would be, you know, things that Trump would say that would, would, would yes. be a, a lot in just a short little tweet, but it would have repercussions in terms that it could become an article. It become a, uh, become a, a, you know, part of the cover on the news. And I hate to say it within a week later, if maybe less, I've already forgotten about that. We'd one. be a hey, Billy, Billy, we became numb. Yeah, to yes. how, ba- yes. to how no. bad Trump was. Because every freaking day, he'd throw 3,900 pieces of crap against the wall. And, yep. and, and if if he ever had a strategy, I think that was it, to just totally throw crap against the wall. But I mean, he lied. This is, and yeah. you guys knew this about him. I didn't know this about him till after he won. He well, lies I like as how you he, talked in the book, how you said yeah. the power of the lie. And yeah. he lies a, as he breathes. Right. I mean, but, yes. But the yes, power yes. of the lie, the, just the, the, you, I think that's how you put it. And it, it made me even think about it. It's like, wow, it's, you know, that's what it is. It's just like you the, always hear. It's like the more, and it's, and you mentioned yeah. about that's just what happens in, di- in dictatorships and a lot, a lot of other countries is, is constantly telling that same lie you start to get a lot of people to believe it and i'm like wow that's exactly well there's great power and and my favorite story and it's my most depressing story is uh three or four nights days before the iowa caucus when i was running against trump trump had a rally in des moines and i went to trump's rally to campaign against him and i and i campaigned with everybody standing in line to go into trump's rally and no lie, Ray and Bill, no lie at all. I asked 40 people, 40 people in line, a simple question. Has Donald Trump ever told a lie? And I swear to God, guys, all 40 of them said no. Wow. All 40. I went to sleep that night and that was probably the lowest I've ever felt. Yeah, that's a harsh reality. Oh, that's a real harsh reality, especially if you know you, if you're not prone to telling lies and you're a champion of the truth. Yeah, that's a harsh. It reality. comes back to that alternative facts things to me. Yeah. Where, yep. Well, what's said as as the lie is disguised, or even even right out there said as this is you know the alternative facts, not the facts as you know it. It's powerful. That's what happens. Well, and 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 Bill, to, to that point, guys, look, you guys know Ray and Bill. I did a lot to help divide the country the last 10 years. So like my mission in life now is to try to heal that divide. And, and what I do because I- Are you hopeful? No. Um, I, I'm a dark Irishman. I think we're screwed. But- No, I think that. you're right, Joe. I, I have to agree with Joe. I think we're screwed. I think we're screwed. I really do. I, but here, but I, here's the, I kind here's, of agree with you guys too, but I don't want to. I don't want I know. To. Here's a little kind of a hope I got. So be, I still I still engage with Trump supporters, hundreds of them every day because I come from their world. Sure. And every week, every week, I'm able to help get some of them out of the Trump cult. And the way you do it is you get them to realize they've been lied to. And once they hit that point, then they're ready to be free of Trump. 
But oh, it's yeah. that makes some great points uh, of it. That that whole thing you talk about in the book, uh, the, the the crush list, yeah, and the uh, the shit list. But I will not. I cannot, and and I do not. I don't save thousands a week. I, I save a few every week because most of these folks are unreachable. Yeah, you yeah. do what you can. It would be like trying to talk an evangelical out of believing in God. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a tough it's a tough argument you've got to make. But yes. hey, I, look again. Um, I, all I can say is thank you, thank you for your support. Um, you know you you've you've I I know you you're in the middle, but we consider you part of our side if you're trying to turn people <laughs> away from that Trump cult. So well, you know whether you, you Ray, know you, or not, you, you classify as Democrat. I classify as independent. With a slight yeah. lean, lean towards the left. That's no, that I'm me. not a Democrat. No, 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 no. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a liberal that has some conservative ideas. Okay. That's me. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, me. you know, that's what it is. That's the, one of the, my biggest problems is that yeah. things aren't black and white. Right. Yeah. Ray, no. Ray, you and I just talked about this in our last show about the about the whole thing with uh, Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith. Yeah. Things aren't right. black and white. You know, no. there's there's lines there's that lot, are drawn. And, and well, are well, gray. well, 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 but bull crap. There was a black and white to that. You never <laughs> physically assault a comedian. Oh, never. yes. And that's that's where Ray and I didn't exactly even, agree. Even, even Carrot on my side, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> even Carrot Top. You can't smack Carrot Top. Never, never, <laughs> no. Never. Man, you guys are tough. <laughs> it was wrong. We've got. It we've got wrong. we've got eight minutes left and um, <laughs> we, we need to we need to wrap up the show. And I think Joe is going to hopefully do a promotion for us. So we need to get that going. Yeah. OK, so we'll start to wrap things up. Uh, the book that was written, it was uh, written two years ago. And yeah. since then, we've had quite an eventful two years uh, besides, you know, living with covid. Uh, we've also yeah. had um, uh, Trump loss and then now Ukraine. <clears throat> well, before yeah. that, we had the, the January 6th riot. Yeah. Oh yeah, the riot. And no, that wasn't a riot, Bill. Those were sightseers. Right. <laughs> How do you feel about the possibility? I think I know the answer to this. Huh. That, uh, that Trump might try to run again in twenty twenty. Automatic. Here's what I know, guys. <laughs> if Trump runs again, and I think he will, no Republican will challenge him. He will win the nomination unchallenged. And if the Democrats don't get their act together. There's a 50-50 shot he's president again. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I hate to yeah. say it, but you're right. Yeah. It's so <laughs> honest and true, and I totally believe that too. And yeah. uh, I, I like I like Biden. He's 110 years old. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, I, I really would have liked to see somebody a little bit younger, Hell a little yeah. bit more progressive. Hell yeah. With some new ideas in there. Well, because so um, capital on the but progressive. Look, it was part. the best we it was the best we had at the time. So you he, know exactly. Exactly. That was it. The best we had at the time. Yes. We need a shakeup. We need someone. Joe, run independent and we'll Well, here's the thing, you. Bill. You nailed it. <laughs> every time every time I go on CNN or MSNBC, this is what I say. Democrats, wake the f up! You guys need a fighter. I need I need a street fighter. I need somebody tough on the Democratic side. Yes, not, you're right. Not, not somebody who drinks right. wine. I need somebody who drinks yeah. tequila or beer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And 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 because the Democrats don't have that. No, who who no. is it? I like Biden, but he's too old for that role. I agree. Yep. It's yeah. not Kamala. It's not Pete Buttigieg. Come on. No, no. You know, you need somebody tough, yeah. tough, smart, and um, uh, who's evenly keeled. 
That's what we need. And uh, look, I'm on Twitter all the time talking about how the Democrats need to take the gloves off and kick yes. some ass. Yeah. I'm constantly yes. saying yeah. that all yes. the time. Yeah. Yep. Perfect advice. Yep. And there we it. go. <laughs> well, Joe, it has been a real pleasure having you on the show. We've really enjoyed having you. And it's been an insight. You guys are great. It's, it's been a real insight. And I hope our three listeners enjoyed it as much. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, maybe we'll have four by tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I'll help you promote it, damn it. Uh, thanks. Uh, this Today's the third, so uh, Wednesday is the sixth, so the 13th, April 13th, this show will air. Cool. So um, hopefully everyone will be listening, and uh, we can only hope. Yes, um, that is true. Bill, would you like to say goodbye? Um, I would like to say goodbye. I don't want okay. to say goodbye. <laughs> but, no. uh, hey guys, yeah. thank you. I mean it. Thanks for thinking of me, and I will. I will most certainly help you promote this, Joe. It oh, was a pleasure having you, so you here. And really, just, uh, stick around as we end the show for a second. Um, yep. I'm going to uh, just close it up uh, for this week. Uh, another episode of Pull Yourself to Pieces. Uh, we will be here next week. I don't know what our plan is for the show, Ray, but uh, <laughs> I'll yeah. be here. I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody be good to each other out there. Yeah, same here. Uh, please check out our website, pullyourselftopieces.com. That's right. And you can subscribe to the show in Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. And if you enjoy our show, don't forget to give us a high rating. And remember to tell your friends about the show. show and thank you to freesounds.org and Gottlieb, Audio Mirage, Plastibrain, Cognito Perceptu, FK Prod, Mirage Taser, Shadow Wisp, D-Boss, Biku Seru, Intra Environmental Sound Project, Julian Nicholas, Carmelo Mike, G-Kill Hour, 140178 Sound, CMU Sound Design, Alan M.G., Der Super Anton, Eric H2000, Bulbastray, FK Phantom, Ultra Dust, Ada Records, Stuart Colborn, Fabroid, Cubadup, GJ, Syntax Seed, Inspector J, Astounded, Madge, 061785, Just Invoke, Short Record, Lorenzo Sue, and Amakenzi. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0 slash legal code.